Welcome to episode 404 of the Doctor of the Doctor Who Podcast. My name is David, and I'm here with my wife, Ginger. Hello. Today we're going to talk about episode 3 of The Horns of Naimon. Yes, after a reprise of our ending scenes from last time, the, uh, the Naimon is threatening Ramana and the group, and the Doctor says, Is this a private party, or can anyone join? And he's waving a red scarf to draw the Naimon away. And he walks him into the, the previous room where the chamber, where the, Ramana called it the pantry, where the people are in stasis. Larder. The larder. Yes, larder. Pantry is my word. Um, and he's taunting him along the way. The Naimon lowers his head to fire his... Uh, his ray gun horns that he has and as he does that Ramana has grabbed the um, the ray gun that uh, the co-pilot had and she shoots at the Naimon and so the Naimon is distracted and uh, they all run away at, or most of them run away anyway Naimon is, is, is you cannot disrupt the, the what do you call it the cycle of life it will this we will this will go on and we look and there's are five of the tributes are still stuck in a room with him and they are the five that have the crystals he says you've only brought me five of the crystals but they will do um and so he uh, walks towards the them the doctor has apparently gone a separate way because Ramana realizes that he's not with them and she and Seth and Tika have made their way out together. Um, out back outside of the complex, Soldeed and Sorak are trying to figure out the TARDIS, trying to open it. The doctor catches up with Ramana and Seth and Tika. Um, he says this the maze is a cheat because the walls keep changing. Ramon and the doctor um, ponder about the why the crystals have been brought. Um, and then that reminds them, of, oh, the others, where, where were they? So well, they, they weren't with you. Well, they must be back. Um, they must be back in the other uh, rooms with the Naimon. So the Naimon pulls some levers and, and other switches on some of these machinery panels and then tells them to bring the crystals forward and they reluctantly do and there's a panel in the wall that they place the crystal on the shelf and it swirls around and then they fill it and swirls around and puts these crystals in some type of processing unit he's built. The needles uh, and some dials you hear humming from the machinery and the, the needles are moving uh, up and he says that he has finally enough power to um, start his process and we see that uh, above where he has entered the crystals there's a glowing panel that is lit up in red and he raises his hands as Ah, here's my, the power is, is at this level. He's rejoicing in this. 
the doctor and the others um, are heading back to get the other five tribute uh, uh, people. Almost said Athenians as well. <laughs> Anathians. Uh, since they, they have given their tribute, the Naimon um, lowers his, his ray horns and, and kills one of the tributes. Doctor um, makes it back to the control room, actually, the power room. They don't find their way to the, the larger rooms where the Naimon and the tributes were. But he um, remembers. He says he um, recognizes what it could be. It might be a transmitter. Um, transmitting what? Ramana asks, this is what energy from the hymetrocyte, um, but why? And he said, well, only the Naimon knows that right now. Um, so the doctor tells Seth and Tika to uh, go out in the hallways and watch for the Naimon, gives them the, the ray gun of the co-pilot, and um, he then remembers that it was, it reminds him of a giant positronic circuit. It keeps changing. Um, so if only had a computer. Ramana says K9. Doctor agrees. K9. So he whistles for him. Um, Soldid and Sorak are still outside the TARDIS. Soldid um, just kind of randomly hits the door and finds that it now it opens. It's like, oh, you've done it. You've opened the door. It's like, oh, look, what's this creature? And K-9 is make, making his way out of the TARDIS. Um, one of the guards shoots K-9 with the energy bolt. K-9 blasts that one. Um, someone else, or another, there's another blast. And then K-9 turns and fires upon that person. And then Soldid uses his staff to um, send a bolt bolt of power to K9 and he's incapacitated and tells Sorak to take K9 take it to his laboratory doctor uh, is t talking about the black hole that um, uh, he had mentioned to Soldid and that they had uh, encountered when they first arrived in this area anyway and um, they wonder if it could be a portal to another place and the power that Naimon's generating is needed for this transport for the transport <clears throat> the doctor mentions how when he's mentioned when he said to Soldid about the black hole somebody was digging uh, Soldid didn't seem to know about it Soldid um, addresses the, again, the gathered people of Skonos and says how their power will soon be theirs and he will lead them to victory. As they end their, his presentation, Sorak asks, well, why is the Naman helping us? And Soldid says that um, you know, we shouldn't question and doubt the Naimon. The Naimon is like a god to us, and so he's glad to be helpful of us, you know, lesser creatures to him. He says, but uh, 
I'm sorry, I was so skeptical. The soldier says that, well, no, the diamond is simple. He, and the, how he plays him on a long string, and essentially Soldeed is um, making the Naimon follow his wishes, really. The Naimon is coming closer. Seth and Tika hear noises, and um, he sends Tika to tell the doctor. Doctor is waiting for K9 and where he is. And then she comes to tell the doctor. Seth quickly follows and says, No, it's too late. It's coming. So the doctor says, Hide to everybody. So they hide around and in some banks of machinery and switches. The Naimon comes in and pulls uh, levers and dials on the equipment, different panels as he goes around the room as the doctor uh, steps out and watches for very interested. Soldeed is now trying to figure out the. Um, K9 has one of his panels off and says, there's power in the, the complex that the Naimons are building, and but I don't know what that is, and there's power in this little computer, but it, you know I don't know how to figure that out. Sorak says, well, but you, you know so much, why is it that you don't know this? Um, and he says, hey, look, and the complex, and they see that the outside the window to Soldi's lab, there is a, a view of the rooftop of the complex, which has two yellow horn-like transmitters at the top that the doctor had mentioned, um, seen uh, before. And uh, there's a red light, pulsing red light glowing, and the yellow transmitters are glowing. Um, Soldeed sees this as a sign that their um, their power will be given to them um, soon. That that is at hand, and you must go talk to the Naimon. So he enters through the portal into the complex. The Naimon opens a panel after he's uh, got his power all switched on, and then there is a, a red pulsing kind of a light, and then a large egg-shaped pod appears. He opens the door, and two more Naimon appear, and he says, welcome to pretty much your new home. Um, they say, oh, it's just in time because their their planet is, you know, done for. Um, well, they will begin the migration in earnest then. So, Dr. Namana uh, figure that the the beam it, from Skanos has gone through one black hole to another on the other side of the universe, wherever the Naimon were from, wherever they lived. Um, the doctor explains to Tika that, well, I thought there was only one Naimon, she says. He says, no. And, you know, sounds like they're be coming in force and making this area their new home. She's but this planet's inhabited. Yeah, so it's called invasion. Um, they they'll they'll bring them in um, and they'll take over. She said two at a time. It's like well they'll they'll bring more. They'll build more complexes like this. They'll power them and then they'll they'll bring 
their whole um, race, their whole people. The doctor says, well, he has to stop them. So he sends Tika and Seth again outside to keep guard. Says to Romana that he needs to know everything about that space capsule. So she goes off to, um, to work on that while he tinkers with the other machinery that he saw the Naimon using. Um, he couldn't see from his hiding place to see exactly what he was doing, so he's working on that. He, the doctor has found the main power control, and he says he may be able to send the pod and the, the Naimon back again. Um, uh, Seth and Tika hear something, and they see Soldaid calling out for the Naimon in the, the corridors of the complex. And so they hear him coming, and they don't come back in to tell the doctor. Um, he says, it's all right, I found the switch. Um, he says, no, no, but, but there's somebody coming. It's like, just wait. And he activates it, and then turns around and looks, and the pod is gone, and so is Ramana. The doctor says, oh, she must have been inside. I'll have to rewire it and reverse it and get her back here. Um, hopefully he'll have time. So he sets to work. Soldeed comes in and interrupts him and says, you, med uh, you meddling fool. Um, don't touch that. And when the doctor won't step away from the controls, um, Soldeed blasts him with his staff um, but hits the equipment the doctor was working on and Soldi, I think, realizes that he's destroyed some of the Nymon's equipment as well as the doctor meddling and uh, he says, you will die. And the doctor says to himself, Romana, because he knows she's, she can't get it back right now and is sufficiently scared and surprised by the threat from Soldeed. And we end. Busy so. episode. Busy, yes. Um, but pretty good. We get to see, we get to find out what the Naimon is up to. Uh, we get to the end there. Um, yep. See that the Naimon uses the crystals. It's not really clear why he killed one of the tributes, mm -mm. but uh, but he does. Um, you think he was just having a snack? Maybe. Celebratory snack because he got his power levels up to the to uh, where they needed to be. Um, that was their, his well, it was supposed to be their last shipment, their last cargo shipment. It's the seven crystals they were bringing should have been enough to bring his power level up to so he could transport his people. Mm -hmm. Looks like he said five would do, and he was right, so maybe he needed a snack. Um, <laughs> one thing I don't think I mentioned about the um, stasis pods, they're like stacks of them uh, all the way up the wall, these little human-formed plastic. They um, look very much like the... Um, the stasis pods in the Ark in space. Mm -hmm. that, they really do. That um, Sarah Jane and the Doctor find. Except I think they were more like frosted on the inside. So you couldn't really 
they weren't all clear, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, that's true. It was either that or the people were wearing white outfits, so maybe it was just be- just because of that that they didn't. It seemed like they were different. But they really do look like the same. First, I thought they were kind of like the Cybermen tomb, the Cybermen uh, things, but they were more gra- uh, ladder steps. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's a big plat, like a yep. clear division, like a level in between, and they were more rounded, um, not just Cybermen shaped, where these are mostly the human outline um, formed out of plastic. Very much the same. Um, I didn't really talk too much about how the nylon looked last time when we first see the nylon, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got like his at a gold lame, long gold lame loincloth, which is kind of wrapped around its middle, um, and very, very big elevator shoes. <laughs> Real thick. Yeah, it's like um, ten. I think like they said like ten inch lifts or I something think that's what in they the said, shoe, yeah. but they're like big old clunky, um, bigger than the original Frankenstein clogs, you know. Could be. Uh, but you can really see it with these steps towards the the tributes to threaten them uh, in the opening and the closing of the last one. As he walks over to them, you can really see the the big big shoes that he's wearing mm-hmm. otherwise I think that he's a kind of a, a a nice stylized bull creature I wish yeah. there were a little more animation in the face yeah it makes the head sort of stand out or the head piece I should say stand out because it's inanimate yeah might have been nice and they're kind of big buggy kind of eyes but they're but kind of but dark plastic or dark glass. Um, you know it, those are going to glow at some point. I mean, they almost have to. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe they do with the horns, but we haven't seen that, I don't think. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember them glowing, but it might have been nice if they would have had just like a little light inside of there. Inside of the eye. Uh-huh. For the animation that you're talking about to give it some type of a life. Right. Um, a spark of life in the face because there's no mouth movement or anything like that Um, I guess they tried to make up for the lack of animation in the face by giving him uh, more sound it's not just he doesn't just speak but when he's not when he's moving around um, walking around he's growling yes like a caged animal or something animal. Yeah. Like a bull in a pen, kind yeah. of, you know. He's not really doing the snorting, the Mm-mm. full snort thing, but um, he does. He is growling a lot. Um, so and maybe that's where they were trying to... And the doctor had to use the old trope of the red handkerchief. The handkerchief, yeah. To attract him out of the room. I guess there's nothing wrong with that. It just... just I don't know. It seems overused. Is it a little cheap shot? Well, it seems a little overused. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think him interrupting is enough. Mm-hmm. And if he just backed away normally, with, even without the red scarf, 
it would have made sense for him to follow the yeah. doctor. Yeah. To draw him away. He yeah. didn't need to have that. What did you think of Canine's entrance? Oh, well, we mentioned it at the time that it's like, oh, and somehow Canine can not only open the door for himself, but close it behind him. How does he manage that? Well, and more than that, he stepped down. Well, yeah, there's that too. But they don't actually show it. Oh, no, never. Neatly cut around it. So in itself, that was actually good cutting on their part. Good editing. Not often do we get to say that. Good editing. Yeah. Well, there was a time when there was just no editing. Absolutely. (laughs) Then we had bad editing. And now we have some instances of good editing. Again, not sure it qualifies as good, but okay. Um, but I don't think um, good would not describe using the exact same shot when Soldi is looking for the Nymon in the complex. Yeah. (laughs) I have a little crystal for you. Here, Nymon. I can't help it. That's the way it feels watching him. Well, yeah. Uh, he's kind Wander of, through the labyrinth. He's kind of creeping through, too, you know. Um, yeah. It is kind of sing-songy. Lord Nima. <laughs> but uh, had I not seen it in the notes, I probably would have maybe guessed. It's like, hey, this is really like the first time we saw him go in there. But that was two episodes ago, yeah. so I might not have caught on that it was the exact same scene, but it was the exact scene, just rerun. Um, so I, you know, they kind of get away with it a little bit, but yeah. still. I, I'm going to give them a pass, because like you, I don't think I would have recognized it right away. Right, because he's... It would have been one of those, like you kind of suggested, oh... Is that the same shot? He kind of said the same things before, but that doesn't mean that they actually didn't didn't just just film two of them. Film it twice. So it it works all right. Yeah. I think they would have been better off if they'd filmed it from two different cameras at the same time. Yeah. Because then at least you get a different angle. Even if it's only slightly, it's enough Mm -hmm. that it's different. And they've done that enough times. Yeah. And reused it. Well, they it. generally have like four cameras in the yeah. thing, or at least three. You'd think they could uh, spare two of them to, do, to film this shot. Yeah, if you had to have the scene in there, having it maybe follow Soldeed as he goes down the hall instead of in front of Soldeed as he walks down towards camera. Well, but even if it's two cameras side by side filming the same thing, Watch it, at yeah. least you have a slightly different point of view. Yeah. But honestly, you might not have even needed the scene. You could have just had a voiceover of him calling to the Nymon. True. 
We know he went in there. We didn't even need to see that. And we certainly didn't need to see him just sort of wandering, uh, which we saw earlier. Right. It's just a shot of of his head, essentially, and the bit of the staff in view as he's wandering through the hall. Yeah. That lasted like 30 seconds, which is probably more than it needed or deserved. the one real bit of filling that I felt they used. Yeah, other than that, I don't think there was a whole lot. Um, everything else kind of fell into uh, step with the story and the action that was happening in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed to go by a little bit quickly, you know. Um, I guess the, the slowest parts are really with as it usually is when uh, confronted with the TARDIS, people are trying to get in it. Yeah. Um, they didn't spend a whole lot of time, though. There was just a little bit. And right. then they came right back came back to it, but only to introduce K-9 and have him come out of it. So. Well, and they had a, an okay bit of humor there, too. Yeah. With Solveden sort of knocking on the door in anger. Yeah. And having it coincidentally open at that time, same time. Yeah. It says, oh, go in. And, oh, I forgot what he says. Since the door was opened after K-9 uh, came out, um, they said they didn't notice it shut or something, and they said, oh, well, go in and see if there are any more creatures like that in there. Oh, the door seems to be closed again. So it's like, they, they, I think they didn't realize that Still had not realized that um, Soldi didn't open it. You know, they thought they could get back in there. They didn't Maybe. realize that K9 had opened it to get out. Yeah, it could be. But Soldi's certainly not going to tell them that. Well, no. no. So, said, oh, we can't get in. Now it's closed again. So, And there was a little bit where they were Soldi and. and Sorak were talking. It still wasn't too bad filler-wise. Um, one, because they're talk. He raises a question about why the Nymon helping them. Um, but before that, when they're in the lab, um, that's still not too bad uh, because Sorak notices the the glowing of the the complex as the and that's their signal that their power they're going to get what they want from the Naiman and everything. So the, someone had to be in a position to see that. And there would have had been, it, the lab was a good place for that. So. Mm, yes. So even something like that, that was kind of slow and a little bit, you know, you think, well, that's kind of just taking up some time. It did serve a story and it didn't take a lot of it, a, lo- a lot away, I think. So a, a pretty good episode. Um, I think overall it's just a good story, so that's helpful. Yes. Do you have any other? I don't think so. Notes on revisions? No, I don't think so. I think the uh, I think was it the last? I think it was the last episode that. Romana had such a big part in. 
Well, certainly the first one she she's in. Yeah, both of them. She yeah, was. the first two, she has a um, a lot to do in the story. Uh, probably the second one even a little bit more. Um, this one not not quite so much. It was a little more equal between because they're mostly together in this one. I think. Yeah, likely. Wasn't a whole lot of humor though. A little bit when the doctor says, you know, is this a private, is it a private party or a private? He says something else, I think. Well, it, there was also a tiny bit of, I guess you could say, humor when they just when they figure out they're gonna call for canine. Yeah. Because Romana suggests canine, he says no, and then he says canine like he just came up with the idea says, himself. I know. Canine, yeah. Which he often does. I know. Oh, and then there was a bit. Where I don't they personally were, find it funny. Yeah. But I think it's intended to be funny. Where they were trying to figure out which way to go. They did a similar thing where yes. I think we should go this way. No, let's go this way. Nope. Yes, let's do it this way. You know, I like these a lot of them. So. Once in an episode's okay, more than once, it's. It's not so funny. Yeah. Um, this seems humor played down for like the younger children, maybe, or something yeah. like that. Um, whereas anymore, I tend to like the ones that are a little bit more grown up. Uh, the more intelligent humor, or the humor between them is usually pretty yeah. Um, but still pretty good. Um, good progression of our story. You know, we have just one part left, but mm -hmm. pretty good. So talk about our our cliffhanger there. Yep. So Romana is gone. Stuck in the space capsule gone because they sent it through a black hole into another black hole and we don't know where exactly they're even from but that's where she's probably gone too probably um, that's probably the most effective part of the you think cliffhanger because so? um, it's the most unknown I guess I guess I see that yeah, Soldi was threatening the doctor, and there's the whole issue of him blasting some of the machinery. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. She, her disappearance is probably more important, if only because he blasted the machinery. So we don't know how she's going to get back, even if we, even if the doctor figures out where she is, for sure. Yeah. So it's more questions like, oh, what's going to happen to her? Where is she? What is she going to find when she gets there? Mm -hmm. um, Cause, yeah, Soldi just has got the doctor cornered there, but you know he'll make a quip or something, or um, or the Nymon will come up and um, freak out Soldi and. And you'll realize there's more than one or something, and you know your story may continue and get the focus off the doctor for a minute, um, something like that. 
Mm-hmm. So it's more interesting to me that well, you know where Romana is and what's what could be happening and how she didn't get back exactly. Yeah. And uh, we know what the Naimon are up to. The doctor has kind of has a way to stop him, but now he's been interrupted, and he's got the added um, task of you know, stopping this situation and getting his his companion back. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a bit to do in the concluding episode. Yep. That it? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about that concluding episode tomorrow. So I hope you join us then, and thank you for listening.